0: Here's your host, educator, relationship coach, and lawyer, Crystal Eram. Hello, hello, hello. It is Crystal Iram here. I am doing part one of Abundant in Love, and this is take two. We were talking about standards. We were talking about the standards that you hold for yourself in your relationships because calling in the love of your life is about energetic shifting. It is about getting aligned with the kind of man that you really want, the kind of relationship that you really want. And the only way you can get there is by raising your standards. So standards is not just about the quality of another person. It is about the quality of the treatment that you get in any relationship that you're in. Okay, standards is about the quality of the treatment that you get for any relationship that you're in. And the standard is about having a minimum for yourself. Okay, it's about having a minimum. What is the minimum treatment that you will receive in a relationship? What's the absolute minimum? So that is how you want to think about. My standards are not just that I'm going out with people that I'm attracted to and that are honest. It is that my standard is that there's a certain way that I will be treated now your standards often enough is going to be about the energy that you are holding with certain people you aren't going to bother expressing your standards because they are so not going to be a fit so you don't need to have the conversation about standards the standards is something that you are always holding for yourself and within yourself. So it's not always something that's going to be conveyed to another person, you know, so it's sort of like an internal expectation. I don't love the word expectation because that really implies something that you're expecting of another person. And that's not what I'm talking about here. Your standards is like it's your own energetic expectation for yourself. And it includes how other people will treat you. But I don't like the word expectation. It's not the right word. Really, once you're in a relationship with someone, when you're relating with another human, you're going to express your expectations. Otherwise, it's just going to lead to disappointment. But the standards is like an energy that you hold. So I'll give you an example. So I like to think of for me, 2016 was the year of the man. That was the year that I had decided I am calling in the love of my life this year. So for some of you, 2019 is probably the year of the man for you, right? Like for some of you. You decided this is the year I'm calling in that love. I'm ready and I'm going to do it. So 2016 was the year of the man for me. So when I talk about the year of the man or when I talk about the year I was calling in my husband, that was the year. So in the year of the man, I knew that I needed to do things totally different when it came to my dating life and it came to men when it came to relationships because I wanted to, massively different results than I'd experienced up to that point I wanted men to just treat me like gold even if they didn't want a relationship with me I wanted to feel cherished I wanted to feel adored I wanted to go on beautiful dates and I wanted to have like a whole set like I wanted to have a lot of men to be able to choose from before making a decision about the man that would be my husband that was my desire so that was not what I'd been experiencing up until that point my dating life in 2015 and before had not been that and so I knew I needed to make a big change so for me I set a new standard I set a new standard for myself and relationships and this was a decision that I made in my own mind it wasn't something that I had to tell people about it was a decision I made I am going to be experiencing new standards and relationships and I'm going to hold on to them. And that's how people are going to show up for me. And that's really what this comes down to is it comes down to a decision. I decided that the men that I went out with would always treat me well. I decided that I would always receive really respectful treatment, regardless of what he felt about me. I decided that, men would find me charming and delightful. I made all of these decisions and those became my standards. So it wasn't about saying now I'm going out just with a totally different type of guy. That was something that happened really naturally when I decided to raise my standards. And when I decided that I was going to receive a different type of treatment, when I decided that men were going to see me and relate to me in a different way. The next logical step, of course, was that, you know, higher quality men came into my life, but that's not where it started. So here's a very basic thing about energetics and about men and manifesting men masculine. So first of all, everyone has masculine and feminine energy. We all have it. Everyone has masculine energy and feminine energy. Most women and most of the women that i work with especially their desire is to be the feminine energy within their relationship meaning that they want a man who is willing to sort of step up and take charge in a lot of ways so you know what this means is that there is a certain duality that they're living with all the time because for most women who are successful in their careers who have a you know a successful career who have a really full work life they're going to be in their masculine energy a lot because most of the working world that we're in is very masculine. And so to find success within careers, most women are gonna step into their masculine energy much more frequently. So what that means is that they have to learn how to sort of go back and forth between their masculine and feminine energy because even a woman who has a lot of masculine energy, who is very successful in her career, might still have the desire for a man who's masculine. That's totally fine. But you've got to understand that you need that polarity. It doesn't mean that you have to be a wilting flower or a wallflower. That's not what feminine energy means. I'm going to say just in really basic terms, feminine energy is the receiving energy. It's the receptive energy. It is, you know, think more inward focused. So within the context of a relationship, the feminine is going to bring a lot of the sensuality, but also a lot of the communication, the closeness, the warmth, more like internal emotional related things. The masculine energy is the providing energy. It's the protecting energy. It's the giving energy. So here's a mistake that a lot of women make because women are often very nurturing, very loving, very giving sort of by nature. And so what happens? They meet a man that they really like and they wanna give to him. I care about you so much. I wanna give to you. Like, let me show you how much I care for you. They wanna give, give, give not realizing that by giving so much that by showing their love especially very early on in a relationship they think that they're just showing their love they think that they're being sweet and warm but they're doing too much they are taking over the masculine role they are becoming the primary giving energy in the relationship so this is really something worth understanding because it's not about playing games like i never encourage my clients to play games or, you know, try to trick someone or try to be something that you're not. It's about understanding the natural ways that humans behave and understanding the ways that you are acting in a way that is not going to get you close to what you actually desire. You know, I spoke about this in one of my other programs date like a Duchess. We talked really in depth about instinct versus intuition. And I'll just touch on this really briefly here. You know, humans, we're such interesting creatures, right? We have, we're animals, we're animals, but then we have this much higher, more evolved sort of spiritual part of ourselves, our higher selves, our connection to God or the divine or the universe or soul or whatever you want to call it. So we have this sort of competing parts. We have this animal part of us that's really just an animal that just wants to survive, that just wants to procreate and continue the species. And then we have this much more evolved part of ourselves that wants something so much more. So it's really worth understanding this and taking this into consideration because our instincts are always, you know, part of us. Like our instincts aren't going anywhere. And often Our instincts are driving us in relationships because the desire for a relationship that's instinctual, the desire for sex, for closeness, for companionship, that's all very instinctual. The relationships, however, that we really desire are not instinctual. Most people now are not looking for relationships that are based on their instincts. We are looking for relationships that are evolved and that have intimacy and closeness and take us to our next level you know where we have this connection that is mental and emotional and spiritual and physical so we want these highly evolved very elevated relationships right but then we rely on our instincts in a lot of ways and it doesn't support us it doesn't support us and it doesn't serve us and so i think it's really important to make a distinction because your instincts that's coming from that animal part of you it's those Things that are just sort of built in, you know, it's like our dogs have instincts. Your intuition is your higher self. It is that voice that you hear when you're really quiet when you can tune in with yourself and what's really happening with you. And it's very important to understand this distinction because when I talk about doing things that feel like they're a little bit against your nature. It's not meant to be like go against your nature as a woman. Don't be yourself. Like you have to be some sort of totally different being to have a man. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's about learning the ways that your instincts, the instinctual behaviors you would take on are not going to get you what you want because you don't want a relationship based on instinct. You want this relationship that's at a much higher level that's really going to be based on this Elevated part of yourself. It's going to be much more based on your intuition. Okay, what you're going to want to do when you are creating a relationship with someone and when you're manifesting a relationship is that you are holding back not in a way where you're trying to manipulate someone, but where you're not putting your energy forward so much. So sort of being able to sit back and not just sit back, but also being willing to let go. This is another thing that women really struggle with, and this is going to slow down your manifesting more than anything else. So whenever I have people ask me, well, can you manifest a specific person or "I'm dating this guy? I really want it to be him. And there becomes this desire for it to be someone that's already in your, that's already in your world. You know, maybe someone you've already fallen in love with. This is perhaps the thing that slows people down the most is that they're unable to release. And it makes sense because it's like you already know this person, right? It can be very challenging to imagine that something else can exist um, that's better than what you've already experienced. There is this fear around the unknown, but the quicker you are able to embrace the unknown, not just tolerate it, but actually really embrace it, the quicker you're going to call in what you desire. And I'll tell you a way that you can do this, because I know this sounds like insane, like who wants to embrace the unknown, but there is a way to do it actually. So the way that you can move into a place of embracing the unknown is developing certainty outside of circumstances. So here's what I mean. Everything seems unknown when you're dating, right? Like a lot of women live in a ton of anxiety when it comes to dating and relationships, because we often feel like if we're being feminine, then we're totally passive. And you just have to wait and sort of see like, what's he going to do? And when's he going to show up? And when's he going to ask me out again? And when's he going to call? And is he going to text? And it feels like everything is in his court, right? Like, Everything is just about waiting for him and like what he wants to do. And like, oh, guys move so slow. Like, why are they so slow? Like, if he wants to see me, why wouldn't he want to see me already? Like, I'm ready. Like, why would he want so much time to pass? And it gets into this whole thing where there's all this anxiety and confusion. It's just like, oh, so exhausting and so hard. But all of this is coming from the same place, which is scarcity. It is coming from this belief, this idea, that like we're not actually going to get what we want. Whenever you are dating and you are feeling anxiety, it's a sense of fear. It's a fear that you're not ultimately going to get what you want. And so everything feels unknown and unknown feels really kind of heavy and and sad and dangerous, not something you want to wade into. So that's one way that we see the unknown and we see the unknown that way when we're feeling fear and anxiety and doubt. When something is unknown, but we feel excited about it, we feel really good about it, it's a totally different sensation, right? It's totally different. Like, it's the difference between when you're waiting for a guy to call and when you are going on a vacation somewhere new, right? Like, if you knew that you, let's say you've never been on a safari and you have got this five star luxury safari booked and It's unknown, but it's not going to be anxiety sitting there. It's going to be excitement because you feel certain you feel certain. Like I'm going on this adventure. It's going to be an amazing adventure and there's all these unknowns, but they become sort of irrelevant. So this is what you want to start stepping into leaving this place of like, oh, there's so many unknowns. Like what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen with this guy to moving into a place of certainty where you decide this is what I'm getting. This is what I'm getting. This is what I get to have. You develop certainty by getting clarity around your own vision. So here's what this might look like. You create your vision for the love that you were calling in and you are so crystal clear on it and you're so certain that it's happening that it feels like it's real. When you can get to a place of certainty where you're just like it's done I already know that this exact thing that I've thought about and decided on it's already here. Then you move into certainty. And then none of the relationships you're in feel like unknown because you know where you're going. So here's how this might look. You have absolute clarity on what you're creating. You have absolute certainty on this clear, clear vision that you've had. Now you're just sort of taking a little excursion. It doesn't really matter what happens in between. You know it's like again, if you are if you know you're going somewhere, if you know you're going on this fabulous fantastic vacation, and then there's a couple of little detours they're like not such a big deal, like if you're supposed to fly from you know l a to Tanzania and you know initially you thought that your layover was going to be in New York, but then it's like, oh no, actually, your layover's not in New York it's in London. But now your flight isn't directly from London to Tanzania, you have to do another layover. You can do a layover in Berlin. And then from Berlin, you have to do a layover in Ethiopia. Whatever it is, they all just become like layovers. It doesn't have to make you feel like, oh, it's not working, I'm never gonna get there. You know, if you have the certainty, it's just like, oh, this is a small stop. So that way, that when you're dating, If you have this certainty around your vision, you can go on a date with someone. You can be like, okay, well, that was a lame date. This was a small detour. What most women do is they'll say, I'm manifesting the love of my life. I say, okay, great. And then they say, you know, I went out with a date with a guy and. He had a call and like, I just don't know what's happening and it's not working and I just don't understand why it's not working. It's not here. Like he's not here and I don't understand. I've been doing everything I can to manifest and I just don't get it. Like, why isn't it working for me? If that's where you go, if that's what you move into, then you're not really manifesting. Because manifesting is about holding the faith and holding the certainty when it seems like it's not working. If you don't have any circumstances that would leave you to doubt, then you don't have to practice faith. You're not doing anything. Of course it can still happen that way, but for most people there are going to be some detours. There are going to be some lame dates. There are going to be some boring dates. There's going to be some really, really good dates that you just don't hear from again. So you want to release this like intensity and replace it with just certainty that it's definitely going to happen. You know, it's like when I was dating, I became really, really certain. I was so crystal clear on what I was creating and nothing and no one could stop me from believing I was going to have it. It was mine. It was already mine. It was so done. I could absolutely feel it. And I could go on dates and nothing could shake me from it. And here was another thing that was really powerful about it: is that by having that certainty, I never put the pressure on an individual man in the year of the man. Before the year of the man, I was pressuring guys all the time. I was just like, "What are we? You know, what are we? Like, where's this going?" And they're like, "We're going to steak dinner for our second date." What are you talking about? You know? But in the year of the man, I was able to create this certainty. So much so that when I met Kobe, there was no pressure on him at all. I liked him, I thought he was cute, I had a really, really good time with him, but I was just so certain that my person was coming that I just didn't really care to choose someone before it felt really clear. This is something that a lot of women do is that they will begin manifesting and, you know, they'll go through one of my courses, for example, women will go through one of my programs. They'll figure out how to create a really great manifesto. And of course, things start shifting. They start meeting really interesting men. They start having better dates and they'll meet someone and they'll say, oh, my gosh, Crystal, I met someone. He has everything on my list. And they say, of course he does. Like you're going to meet men that have everything on your list. That's what the point is. That's what we're doing. They say, I think he's the one. He has everything on my list. I'm so excited. And I say, I'm so happy that you met someone. Of course, you're meeting wonderful guys, but slow your roll. This is a big issue. Is this identifying someone too soon? When you start manifesting, what is going to happen? What's going to happen is that You're going to start meeting a lot of men that have a lot of your requirements that fit a lot of the things that you want, a lot of things that you maybe even haven't encountered in a lot of men before. You are going to hold off on identifying anyone as the one that you've been manifesting as the one, as your person until it's really, really clear. So that's not after a first date. It's not after a second date. It's not after a third date, probably. It is going to be really, really clear. And how are you gonna know it's really clear? You're falling in love with him and he's falling in love with you. He is saying to you, you are amazing. I really don't wanna see anyone else. Will you please be my girlfriend? I'm falling in love with you. Really clear like that. And even then, you know, you wanna just make sure that you are not identifying someone as that person until There's some sort of clear declaration of both feelings, intention, and commitment. So it doesn't mean you necessarily have to wait till you're engaged to someone, although that would certainly be a pretty strong start. But there should be some serious, you know, intention. I really want to see this going forward. Like, I want to see what could be here. I really see you as someone I could have something serious with. commitment in terms of I am not pursuing any relationships with anyone else I am moving forward with a relationship with you with the intention of seeing if we might be a good match for a long term commitment such as marriage life partners you know and feelings like of course he should be really feeling strongly for you and you should be feeling strongly for him if someone has wonderful intentions towards you and is very committed to you and you feel nothing then you're missing something. So you really want to make sure all of those elements are there. So all of this is to say is that when you can avoid identifying someone before all of that is present, it is going to make the whole process much more fun and light and easy for you. So when I met Colby, I was like, I wouldn't identify him. So the first time he asked me to be his girlfriend, I was dating you know a handful of other guys and so I I really did feel close to him and I didn't really want to see anyone else but I had a couple other guys I had to break up with first I was like I've got dates on my calendar I, I can't say yes to you right now like I gotta talk to these other guys and it allowed me to be in that relationship with him with no anxiety with just pure clarity and calm and enjoyment and ease which is really powerful. When that's how you're being in a relationship, like you have to think about what qualities are you expressing when you're that version of yourself, when you're a version of yourself who has total ease and certainty and confidence and no anxiety. Like, how are you being? You're showing up in a totally different way than when you're anxious and fearful and you're like, well, what's happening? When am I going to see you again? Why didn't you call when you say you were gonna call?" Like. You put so much on him that it prevents him from being himself and it prevents him from seeing you as well. When you can be just like totally laid back about it, it brings a totally different thing to the relationship, you know. And this is the same reason that, you know, it's like the guys that you don't really like, like they're always obsessed with you, right? Like they're just like, oh, you're so beautiful, you're so amazing, I can't wait to see you again, right? And then it's like, well, I don't understand, like, why? why is it that the guys that I don't really like are obsessed with me and the guys that I'm crazy about don't pay attention to me and like give me such a hard time and don't call when they say they're going to this is part of it it's because they're not really able to experience who you are the guys that you really like because there's so much fear and anxiety that's sort of just circulating creates like a bubble around you right so manifesting one of the most powerful things that is so overlooked when manifesting the love of your life is speaking it into existence this is a known thing about manifesting right that like if you desire something you speak of it and I have found that when it comes to love and relationships this is almost never practiced and this is something that I did like a boss and it really worked in my favor and it's actually incredibly fun so using your voice is really powerful like actually just speaking rather than always thinking things because we live in this physical world right and so when you speak you're putting something out into it rather than just keeping it inside of course your energy can get there even if you're just thinking um and meditating on it but there's something very powerful about actually using your voice here's one of the things that i did i had a very close girlfriend and we would speak to each other about the men that we were calling in i had a name for him i cannot remember it now but he had a name and i would talk about him and i would talk about all of the things that i wanted in a relationship and i talked about it as if it was already happening so for example i'd be on the phone with my friend and be like oh my i can't remember what his name was jonathan maybe oh my gosh you wouldn't believe what jonathan did today he is so sweet and thoughtful. I can't even believe him. I should be like, tell me what happened. I feel like for no reason at all, he just brought me home flowers and he told me to get dressed because we were going out. Oh my gosh, he did, that's so cute. Yes, and then he'd already made a reservation at my favorite place. He's so thoughtful. He always does these things to surprise me and I'm so grateful. Tell me more, like he sounds great. And we'd go back and forth and I would talk about all of the things I want in a relationship we'd also text sometimes I'd be like oh my gosh listen to this so this was a really it was a great practice because it was really fun having like a sounding board but I did the same thing on my own when I created my manifesto I read it out loud I didn't read it out loud every single day but I would read it out loud most days Where I would actually say the words because it just would allow me to hear it for one, but also allows you to feel in a different level when you're actually speaking it. So, using your voice is really powerful. So, here's another thing that I did that people think is really funny. I don't, people probably think it's kind of nuts, but no one said anything about it. So, the idea with manifesting, right, is becoming an energetic match. So, it's like, how would you be? How would you feel? What would you be doing if it were already here now? So, the idea is to think of, What actions are going to move me into that? What things could I do? So, for me, my ideal was a relationship where I met someone, we fell in love, we got engaged, we got married, we started our life together. That's what I wanted. I did not want a boyfriend. The year of the man, my intention was not I'm calling in a boyfriend. The year of the man, my intention was I am calling in the love of my life, I'm calling in my husband same person. <laughs> my husband will be the love of my life. The love of my life is my husband. I was calling him in that year. So what does a girl do when she gets engaged? She goes and finds a wedding dress, right? So I went to wedding shops. I ordered a ring online, cubic draconian engagement ring. I popped it on my finger and I headed over to bridal shops and I would try and address dress. And they don't know, what do they know? Like I would make an appointment. I say, I want to come in at three o'clock on Tuesday. This is my name. They asked the date of my wedding. I would say some random date, nine months or so down the line. And I would go in and I would try on dresses because that is what I would do. And it was so fun for me. And it gave me another opportunity to speak into existence. What I was calling in to people who couldn't reflect negatively. So I mentioned that I had this friend that I would talk to about it and she was creating the same thing and she had the same mindset around it. And she was really happy to sort of, you know, do that sort of exchange with me. A lot of people I wouldn't have done that with. You want to be very discerning about who you speak to. You don't want to speak to people who are going to reflect negatively towards you, who are going to think like, oh, that's kind of weird. Or like you're being kind of crazy or like, I think maybe you're asking for too much. You know, you want to be discerning. Like, who are the people who are really going to get behind what you desire, what you're creating, what you're calling in, right? So you got to be discerning about it. But when you go to a bridal shop, they're not going to reflect negatively to me. They think I'm actually engaged. I'm trying on dresses and they want me to buy so they can get their commission. So I would go in there and I would just talk about this amazing man that I was calling in. I'd be like, oh my gosh, my fiance. He is the most loving man I've ever met. Like, he's so he's just so loving and caring and like he takes such good care of me and the way that he treats his friends and he's just so fun to be around like he just makes everyone feel comfortable and I know I just know that like we're going to be so happy like I just feel so warm and uh, protected and loved and cherished even just thinking about him let alone when I'm with him when I'm with him it's just like next level I've never felt so beautiful and so adored and Oh, he just makes me laugh. He does these really funny things. And we just, everything we do is fun together. Like, I just can't be bored when I'm with him. And we're so attracted to each other. Like, he cannot keep his hands off of me. And I could just talk about it. And it's like, I can talk about it now. And it's based on my reality. But at the time, it was like, I was as single as one can be. So it was a really, really powerful practice for me. Now, I'm not saying go order a ring and go into a bridal shop. That might not do it for you. It's about finding the activities that move you into that feeling of certainty. I sort of spoke a little bit at the beginning about, you know, struggling with being in the unknown and the anxiety that it creates. But as you do the actions that feel right for you to make it seem more real, that is going to lessen and lessen. When I walked into a bridal shop and I'm wearing a fake engagement ring and I'm trying on dresses. There's no room in my body for there to be anxiety or doubt or disbelief. I am in a setting that's so real. And when I put on a wedding dress and I put a veil over my head, I could feel the feelings of what I would feel like if I were actually engaged to someone who was amazing. If I were actually talking about my real fiance. So that was what really was powerful for me. So maybe that'll be the similar thing for you, but maybe it's something totally different. What would you be doing if your person were already here? How can you make those feelings more real for your life? Another thing that I did it was like, when I get married, I'm going to want to cook for my husband, I'm going to want to cook for us and our family. So I started cooking. I didn't really know how to cook that much before I cooked eggs. So I bought a couple of cookbooks and I started learning how to cook more. Super, super simple. But it was like, I always had these excuses before where it was like, well, I don't like cooking just for one person or it's not worth it. I just could take out. But when I put the sort of like bigger meaning behind it, yeah, when I met my person, I want to be able to cook. Like where are the areas of your life where there's something that you wouldn't want him to see at where you're not quite ready, where you would push it off. Like what can you do to sort of step into that more now? So I will see you again. For part two, we will definitely discuss closure more. I am going to break down the, this is like an energetic hack for calling in love that I can pretty much promise you've never heard before. And it's absolutely gonna blow your mind and it is going to change everything for you. So I'll be sharing at least those two things as well as any other things that I feel inspired to share. I have an amazing new resource for you and I am so thrilled to finally be able to share it. I have created a quiz so that you can find out what your love type is. This quiz is going to take you just a few minutes and by answering some questions, you'll get a better understanding of what some of your biggest blocks to calling in the relationship you most desire are so that you can clear them. Not only are you going to find out what your love type are, but I'm going to give you personalized recommendations for resources that'll really help you move along your journey so that you can call in the love you most desire you can check the quiz out by visiting bit.ly slash love type quiz. Again, that link is bit.ly slash love type quiz. And of course I will link it in the show notes. Be sure to check that out. I am so grateful for all of my listeners. I love creating this content. I love this podcast and there's nothing I want more than for more women to have happy, healthy, loving relationships with the man of their dreams. Now, I have a small favor to ask. If you have been listening and enjoying the podcast, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. It helps so much. It is the only way that we are going to get this content into the hands and ears of the women that really want it and need it. So if you have been listening for a while and you're absolutely loving the podcast, leave us a rating and review. It means absolutely everything to us. Thanks so much and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes and be sure to tune in next time to the Rise and Love podcast.